Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to go to Martine O'Connell. Martine, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Martine? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Martine. Now, you have a different issue, an issue which is affecting everybody at the moment, of course, because of yeah. COVID-19, and not just COVID-19, probably before COVID-19, because I know yeah, I have a daughter, my, yeah. a daughter myself with special needs, so I know how difficult it can be to get the right attention. Uh, but you have a four-year-old daughter, Molly, and she's diagnosed with autism um, on, yeah. her, on her third birthday last year. So yeah. how, you know, on a day-to-day basis, how is Molly affected by that? Um, no, she do, she's non-verbal. She doesn't talk. Yep. But she sings. Okay. She'll sing in a way like she loves like head, shoulders, knees and toes. She loves baby, shark, you know, all things like that. Yeah. You know, but we've been having, like I've always had episodes since, you know, since she was two where she's been beating her head off the ground. Oh, right. You know, so head, ba- head banging. We only mentioned that yesterday. Banging. Yeah. Com- yeah. Very common in children with anxiety. Yeah. And biting herself, biting me. Um, scratching her face. Um, and does she do this out of frustration, is it? Yeah, it seems to be, but it's been getting worse and worse and worse as the time is going on. And you'd be afraid now, she'd injure her head, you know, when she's banging it. her head. No, that's it. Molly has actually broken her nose last year. Oh, right. And I ended up out in the hospital with her. Like, she sprained her ankle twice. Like, she gets really excited and hyper, you know, and everything. Yeah. But lately, it's, she's having anxiety attacks. That must the be difficult. That must I be think. difficult for you, Martine, as well. I know, as a parent, that it's very difficult because I know with my own daughter. And thankfully, she's eighteen now. And, and by the way, there's a light at the, at the end of the tunnel. She's a lot better now than she ever was. But when she was young like that, I remember she was fairly non-verbal up to about three or four. She had what yeah. they called selective mutism, um, which okay. is which means they they can talk. They're just choosing not to. It's a psych- okay. It's more psychological, I suppose, than anything else. Yeah. Um, so it, it was called, uh, maybe you could look into that, it's called selective mutism. Okay. Um, the very fact that she's singing means that she, yeah. does have, she does have words in her vocabulary and she does understand the words, but she's just not communicating them to you very well. But, yeah. but what's more concerning is the, uh, the anxiety attacks. You know yeah, what I mean? she's and, actually having anxiety attacks now. She's shaking her hands frantically, flying up and down the place. It can go on for an hour. She's, I mean, she's really hurting herself more than she ever did. It's yeah. a nightmare. It's actually a living nightmare, it is. I'm so sorry to hear that, Martin. I know it's upsetting you, and I, and I do understand. Yeah. And I can imagine what it's like to see, you know, the, the, the person you love, your little daughter, you know, hurting herself, and, and hurting you too, by the way. You know, yeah. I know you she physically but I don't hurt. really mind myself, but, yeah. you know, but I suppose I have to be strong enough to look after her as well. But yeah. now, the thing is, I've held it all in, and I've tried my best, you know, not to take her out to the hospital, but I ended up bringing her out a few weeks ago, three weeks ago, because we were out in the open, and we were going to my mother's, where she loves to go on the bus, you know? Yeah. She had one of these anxiety attacks, and she was nearly killed by a car. She was beating her head off the curb, the concrete. Oh. So I ended up bringing her straight out to the hospital, because I had enough. I said, you know, I'm going to have to try. So, yeah, you something. need help. There's a, there's, a mo- there's a point where you have to get assistance. You just have to. You can't do it on your own, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I brought her out. So she's in the waiting room and, you know, playing away. And one of these things came on her while she's in the waiting room. So obviously the doctors and nurses had seen it on the camera inside in the, wait- in the nurse's station. So they all came out. I'd imagine they thought she was having some sort of seizure by the reaction. Yeah. 
And, and in the waiting room, just to clarify, so she was beating her head off the ground in the waiting yeah, room. Yeah, in, in front of all the rest of the children and the parents. Okay. So it could have been, it's probably scary for those other kids watching this going on as well, you know? Of course, and there's nothing you can do. It's not your fault. No, it's just one of you. Yeah. And I try my best to get down on the ground with her and, you know, I help her as much as I can because it's horrible, you know? Yeah. But they brought her in anyway and it was still going on for ages inside. But anyway, we're still, still, oh, we'll ring you, we'll do this, we'll do that. She does need medication, but we're, we don't have a license to um, to write up a prescription and this and that. And when they, when they, sorry, when they came out to her in A&E and she was banging her head off the ground and yeah. they had seen her obviously on the camera so they knew she was having some sort of episode or attack of some description, what did yeah. they, did they try to help you to restrain her? Did they... No, we brought her in and put her into the bed and yeah. tried to, I held her, you know, because she is going to hurt herself. And of course, you can imagine yeah. what kind of you know, her damage she could do. She's only four, you know. Well, of course, she could do serious damage to herself, yeah. You know, exactly. And, like, I don't know what it has to pay for them to, you know, listen and do something for Molly. But what, And why do they say they couldn't prescribe something to relax her? Because, um, it's like, I think it's a child psychologist has to um, prescribe something, or CAMS. Okay. Oh, I've, I've been to CAMS, yeah. I don't think yeah. a lot of people have and don't have a huge amount of faith in them. But however, some people may have a, a success story with CAMS, but it's very difficult but, to even get an appointment no, for CAMS. I, I got a letter, like Blackberry Park that I deal with in Limerick, I deal with Molly's autism. They've been on to CAMS. My GP has been on to CAMS. The doctors, the paediatricians in the regional in Limerick have been on to CAMS. And you know what I got? I got a copy of a letter saying, which they've never even spoken to me, they've never dealt with me, they know nothing, that Molly, um, it seems to them that Molly has autism and that she has learning difficulties. And how would they know when they haven't ever spoke to you or her? They've never, they've never, they've never spoken to us. That's bizarre. So they're diagnosing your child without meeting you or the child. So so are they diagnosing it based on a report they're being given by your own doctor or by the hospital or... What are they? How are they diagnosing? To be honest, I don't even know how they're diagnosing her because That's we crazy. deal with Blackberry Park, you know, and I'm sure they haven't asked for anything, you know. I think they're just going by, you know, whatever by GP or whoever, but they they just can't be bothered. Well, they're meant to be the experts, so they're meant to see the child. The psychologists within CAMS, the child psychologists, the psychiatrists are meant to assess the child by behavioural yeah. problems or talking to the parents about their behaviour. So, how else would you diagnose a child? Can't make, it's not a guessing game. This is it, Niall, this is it. Well, you must so, be at your wit's end at this stage. I Welcome. am at my wit's end, Niall, honest to God. This week I'm kind of feeling, and last week I'm kind of feeling a little bit better, but the weeks before that I didn't know if it was coming or going. My poor mother is 71 years old. She's a widow woman. I ring her all the time and I go up to her. She's not able, you know, and the poor woman to be sitting there crying with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, because there's not, there's no, there actually is nothing out there to help these little kids. And and I can I ask, by the way, and if it's none of my business, just tell me, but are, no, you, are you a single parent? I am. Okay, I am. so so you're on your own dealing with this? Um, sorry, I didn't hear that. So you're on your own basically dealing with this, Martin? Yeah, her dad will take her on a Saturday. Okay, all right, okay, but that, that's your private business. I, I, don't, yeah. I understand that, but, but basically you're on your own essentially dealing yeah. with this. Yeah, and do you get a break at all? It, I mean, do you get a break from it? Because it must... I mean, your day must be torturous if this is going on on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you the truth now. Every morning I wake up, I worry about the day ahead of me. I really do. I'm not going to get upset now. And every night I go to sleep, I worry. I don't know if I'm going to be up all night with her. She can just jump out of the bed and start beating her head off the ground in the middle of the night. Oh I had to ring my mother 
at two or three o'clock in the morning and the poor woman has had to come out to me in a taxi across the town to come out just as a support because my mother can't really do anything, you know, because you yeah. can't. Yeah. But it's, not, it's terrible and it's I'm Molly in the shower now because that's the only thing that will relax her is water. And I know, so I, I know you love daughter. your, I know you love your little daughter to bits. You absolutely, you wouldn't change, change her for the world. But in saying that, you just want to understand her behaviour and try and correct it in some yeah. way. And I, I tried everything, all these sensory diets. I tried them all. I have everything. You should see my back garden and my front garden. They're like playgrounds. I have everything they taught me to do. I do it all. I look at what's happening. In the internet, I, I know. I've been, I've been there, Martine. And you'll do anything yeah. you possibly can to help your child. I know. Yeah. But all, and now the last thing on, the, on earth any parent wants to do is give their child medication, especially for something like that. But this is, this is the only thing. Well, if the they're hurting themselves, you mightn't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And how much damage does she have to do before anyone listens? I actually feel like beating my head off the ground with her sometimes. Because they're just so frustrated, it's so yeah. frustrating. And it's terrible. She's only a child. I feel like we don't matter. We actually don't matter. And so I, I, I mean, I, I, and have I you expressed understand. here? You've exp- have you have you rang cams and said, "Listen, this is not good enough." Um, you know, my child is is going to hurt her seriously, hurt herself unless she's sedated in some way. Have you? Yeah, Nile, I have rang them. I rang them three times um, last week or the week before because they were supposed to ring me, and the secretary was supposed to ring me back. And no, she couldn't actually. And I'm sorry, she couldn't actually even be bothered just to ring me back and let me know. I'm not. I'm a nice person. I'm going to, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, what am I going to say or do that she can't just ring me back and just explain, look what's happening. No, I just get a letter that has been photocopied from my doctor and that has come from CAM sent to me. That's all I, that's what I get. That's, and that's it. There's not, there actually is no help there for these little kids. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the texts coming in here, you know, and somebody says here, for example, as an autism mam and a former SNA until last week, my heart goes out to that poor mother. Anxiety is an enormous part of autism. My son is now 16 and his anxiety is still a feature. In fact, I had to leave work to ease his, uh, his because he's required yeah. to wear a mask on a school bus. I love my work in autism, in the autism unit, but now I have to drive him to school. Uh, tell her my son was nonverbal at that age and had meltdowns, but is now discussing politics with me. And, 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 and this is what I wanted to say to you too, Martine. I know you're going through the mill at the moment and I know you're not getting much help. And you're saying as well, there was no, there's no child psychologist in Limerick as the former no. one is actually retired. So you're, yeah. you're reaching out to other counties to try and get help for her, you know, yeah. and, and every parent would do the same. But I could tell you now, my daughter is now doing her leaving start this year. She's wonderful. She goes to work at the weekends. Um, and when she was your daughter's age, she was nonverbal. She, well, she had what they call selective mutism. Okay. You know, which and she, we, it was very difficult. We brought her everywhere. We couldn't just couldn't understand. We had to delay her starting school till she was nearly five and a half, six. Oh my god! You know, because she, we, it was so difficult to communicate, and it was the lack of yeah. and, and the frustration. According to the psychologist we spoke to at the time, which is many many years ago now, they, they said to us that the frustration comes from not being able to express themselves. Yeah. So if she has a selective mutism, for example, and doesn't have a huge vocabulary, she finds it difficult to to express herself to you as to what she wants or what she needs or what will make her feel better. And hence, she starts to feel frustration and anxiety. So that's what's causing her to do what she's doing, according to the experts, because I've been in exactly the same situation you're in. Thankfully, from the physical point of view, not as bad. But obviously, your daughter is expressing it in a different way. 
Yeah. You know, my daughter would just have a bit of a tantrum and off she'd go, you know what I mean? But yeah. thankfully she didn't resort to, you know, damaging herself or hurting herself. And that can be very upsetting as a parent. I can only imagine no, what that it could be like. No, it is her face to be destroyed. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed. A couple of weeks ago she was like a spotty teenager because she had so many cuts all over her face. Yeah. Well, I, and I know it's difficult now, but I, I, I'm not telling you that as, a, as an answer for your problem now. All I'm oh, saying I to know. you is there's a light at the end of the tunnel. That person had I a light know. at the end of the tunnel. I'd like to hear a success story. Now yeah, and, and most of them, by the way, you know, most person will have a success story because as children get older, okay, they will always have special needs. They will always have academic problems. Yeah. But in saying that, it gets their, as they get older, it gets easier for them to deal with it and their frustrations hopefully won't be so bad. I know, I know, I know, hopefully, hopefully. And somebody says, um, um, I'm so upset for her and would love to help her to navigate her way through the services now. I became good at it. Honest offer. So if that person obviously wants to talk to you and help you maybe navigate yourself through the services, because the services in this country are appalling for children. No, they're so, so bad. They pass you from one to the other to the other. I went Dublin and all there two weeks ago um, to see I'd bring her up. No, there's nothing there. Just And I just, I just can't understand it. But see, I got so frustrated. I know. And I got so frustrated. I was in a very lucky situation that I had a good job at the time. Um, I'm not saying money wasn't an object. Of course, it's always an object. So we ended up going privately. And it cost, it cost a lot of money for what we actually got done in the end. But it was to get, we, we needed to get, uh, you know, documents for the school to help her get help in school and, yeah. and shared SNA and all that kind of stuff. But look, thankfully I had the money. And I know most people I know, don't have that kind of money to do that. I know. I had to give up work now. I had a part-time job yeah. and I had to give it up to look after her because I was getting phone calls to work saying my mother used to have her and my brother is brilliant with her. Um, to come home you have to leave and I'd have to get two buses across the city just to collect her and yeah. two buses back home and it shouldn't so come to money to by the way it should never no, I mean doesn't. nobody should be treated better because they can afford to get somebody privately to do it the public system it. should be as good yeah I know and especially children children are innocent you mm. know kids like what, she's only four you know if there's no help for her now what, what, what's down the road for us you know what I mean so what, what do you think your next step is going to be Martine because I know there's loads of people listening today in exactly the same situation you're in I spotted your email I thought it was interesting because many people are in exactly the same situation with That's different it, Niall. they are there's so many people in Limerick um, because there's no child psychologist here it's I, oh my, it's just heartbreaking it really is just, I'm on an uh, autism site for Limerick for the mothers and the stories that are up are like unbelievable and like, it's so sad and you know it's preventable they can help you know there's there is solutions there doctors have told me look there is stuff there in my situation to help Molly you know something mild to help her but nobody's willing just to help the child you know which is which, I just don't understand which is the why was it not better for her to have something, you know, to Well, I, I, I think the most startling part of the whole thing is that you get um, a diagnosis for your child from CAMS and they've yeah. never met you or met the child. And I, I just find I that bizarre. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, well, I, had, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, personally speaking, I didn't have a great experience with CAMS or we didn't have a great experience with CAMS at the time with my daughter either. But maybe some people have had good experience with them. We, we didn't have a great experience with them either. We didn't find it of much value or use to us. Uh, yeah. But in saying that, what's very important too is, Martine, that you're no good to your daughter if your health goes down. And exactly. I know every day that's for it. you is probably like a vicious, like being on a mouse wheel. Yeah, that's, that's it. Every day is hard. Every day I don't know what, what, what's going to happen. Like it can just come on her. Like she can be laughing, having great fun. Singing her head off, yeah, happen. yeah. 
and then it lasts for between 45 minutes to an hour. But and that I, might I be the only one mm-hmm. we're going to have. She will have more during the day. She can have them during the night. Yeah, yeah I used to, I used to describe it as like a light switch. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Literally. It's like turning on a light, like tune, and then she's gone, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just don't know anymore. I, I, I'm trying my best for her. And, you know, I'm usually a private person, but I have to, I have to stand up for her. I have to do something for her because she, she's, she's worth everything. Do you know, she's like every other child in the world. Yeah, she, know, deser- she deserves the same treatment and she deserves yeah, to be yeah, like every other child. Yeah. You know, because, because she has a disability, her life is going to be hard enough as it is. Oh, yeah. You know, already. But yes, they're not willing to do... I don't... I really can't make head nor tail of any of it. Yeah. And I know, and I know exactly, I know exactly the position you're in and I know how frustrating it is and I know how difficult it can be and you, all you want is the best for your child and as a parent, yeah. you will do anything to achieve that. Yeah, exactly, Niall, exactly. Yeah. Like she, like we walk to the shop and meet little girls, you know, and they say, oh, she can play with us, you know, and my heart breaks because I'm saying, oh, we have to go away now, we have, because I couldn't leave Molly there with the little kids if she started She's not a having a little attack like yeah. that. You know, or anything. You know, and it's, it's just heartbreaking, you know. Yeah, it's yeah I like, know. Oh, my God. I know, I know. And, and I'm sure she's a beautiful little girl, too. Yeah, we we must you. get her on the air singing someday. <laughs> It'd be nice to hear her singing. <laughs> thank you. But look, as I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Look up, have a quick research yourself on what they call selective mutism. Okay, I will do that. Yeah, I, I, okay. I think that may be an answer because this is exactly the situation we were in, in and around that age. Maybe it was a little bit younger, three and a half. And it was a case that she, she didn't have enough words in her vocabulary. And hence, okay. she had selective mutism, which means that she was frustrated. The reason she wouldn't talk was because she was frustrated that she didn't have the words to express herself. And that, in turn, made her frustrated, which made her angry. And, and I think that must be similar to what you're probably going through. But there has to be help available okay. for you. And there has I know, I know. And, and I thank you so much for um, taking the time out. To, no, you know. not at all. And I, because, it's not just, because it's not just you, Martine. There's loads of people listening today in a very similar situation with their children who have the same problems. And I'm sure uh, they could all reach out. They'd all love to get together and help each other. Look, if yeah. there's anybody can text us in or WhatsApp us in, some good resources that you can think of in and around the area of Limerick that you think can help Martine in some way, uh, please let us know or some groups or support groups that might be able to give her some good advice. Martine, thank you very much indeed. And have a and have Thank a good day, and I much. and I hope I hope that beautiful daughter of yours grows up to be a beautiful woman. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, Nate. See you. Bye. 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 Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hit.